The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rowell Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. And good morning. Today is February 13th, 2022. And you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. Hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday outside today. We want you guys to sit back and relax. We have a lot to talk to you about. It is also Valentine's Day Eve. So, fellas, I thought I'd do this before the show starts this morning. Make sure you get out there and do the right thing when it comes to getting things for your missus. That's right. Don't mess around because you do not want to miss Valentine's Day. It's coming up tomorrow. Make sure you check it out. Now, here are the topics that will be coming up on this week's edition of the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. Daily Prayer for Protection. Lord, Daily Prayer for Protection. Lord God, I pray for your protection as I begin this day. You are my hiding place, and under your wings I can always find refuge. Protect me from trouble wherever I go, and keep evil far from me. No matter where I am, I will look to you as my protector, the one who fights for me every day. Your love and faithfulness, along with your goodness and mercy, surround me daily, so I will not fear whatever might come against me. My trust is in you, God. And I give thanks to you for your love and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that was the daily prayer, and I appreciate it that we uh, received that like we do every Sunday. But that is what? That is not what we're talking about this morning. But I tell you what, you will hear it coming up next. But before we play it, my goodness, the no-hitter is officially gone. Let me bring in my esteemed colleagues. Vanessa's in the house. Jackie's in the house. Mr. Elias is in the house. Good morning, one. Good morning, all. And welcome into the serious side. Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Lord have mercy, Jesus. Good morning, Jenny. How are you? I was doing well up until 30 seconds ago, but how are you? <laughs> I'm good, and it's all good, Jay. It's all good. In the neighborhood, Jackie's in the house. Good morning, Jackie. How you doing? I am doing well, and happy uh, Valentine's Day weekend to all. Morning, Jackie. And good morning to you as well. The man who gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. Elias is in the house. What's up, bro? How you doing? Good, 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 good morning to you, sir. And one good morning, Nathan. One good morning, with sister. One good morning, uh, Miranda Music. One good morning, Kathleen. One good morning, Mama B. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. 
number is 347 right, listen, as we always do, we take a few minutes of personal privilege to talk about things that uh, we will not talk about during the course of the show. But, of course, you don't know what we're talking about because I haven't played it yet. So, anyway, let's do this. Uh, want to, uh, I know for a fact these are things that are not coming up. But uh, real quick, because I definitely want to play it, uh, but what's happening on the Ukraine border is starting to get serious. President uh, Biden has told Russian President Vladimir Putin that if you cross that border, uh, there will be hell to pay. So, Mr. Elias, I know during my lifetime when I joined the military, we, you know, our enemy out there at the time when I joined was Russia. Now, obviously, that changed with the Gulf War. But Russia, Russia, Russia was the enemy of the state. So now my question is, do you think that there's a possibility that the U.S. and Russia can get into a scrimmage, especially after the reports from last year where Russian soldiers, uh, where American soldiers were targeted by Russian uh, forces uh, as far as having bounties on their head? What do you think? Is this the closest you think that we can get to a scrap with these dudes or what? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think it's real close to getting to scrap with them. But I think that they'll impose sanctions on them so heavy that Russia needs us financially with with oil, with oil and everything else. So no, they don't. Um, they don't need us for oil. They don't need us for oil. They don't need yeah. us financially because we've been throwing sanctions at them forever, and they still do what they do. And that's the thing I don't understand. Okay. We're going to throw sanctions. Well, okay, they haven't stopped their bad behavior. So is it really working? Well, like I said, if all the other countries that we are in the uh, treaties with would, would, would abide by the uh, sanctions, yeah, it would hurt them. It would most definitely hurt them. Well, if China well, would abide by it and everybody else would abide by it, yeah, it would hurt them. Well, China's not, well, China's not going to do it, so just throw them out. So the biggest player in this whole thing is Germany and Europe because they are the ones that use Russian uh, oil and gas. And if you cut that supply lie off, and that's going to be a serious issue for Russia. But think about it from the Germans' perspective. Hey, listen, we can't afford to do this because we with you the U.S., but we really don't get our essential, you know, minerals and oils from you. We get this from Russia, so it puts them in a very awkward position. And not to mention Ukraine, because Ukraine is saying, look, we don't know why the U.S. is putting this stuff out there because our talks with Russia. You know, they're not, they're telling us they're not coming. French, the French president went over there, and Vladimir Putin, Putin told him that they weren't invading. But when you look at the buildup around the country of Ukraine, mm-hmm. that says something completely different. So, Vanessa, I'll ask you the same question I'd ask Mr. Elias. Do you think we're close to getting into a scrimmage with these dudes based on all the reports that's out there in the news? Yeah, I do. It makes me nervous, but yeah, I do. And 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 that's because I, I don't think Biden would back down where Trump would kiss his behind, you know, and let uh, Putin do whatever he wants to do. I don't think that Biden's going to let him do it. I think that if he does cross the line, start trying to shoot at our people, start sending boats near our people, I, I do think that Biden's going to do something. I don't know. I I am a little nervous about that. I, I think that right yeah. now, mm-hmm. Biden's hands are full between what's going on over there 
and what's going on at the Canada border right now, I think he is just, his head is spinning. Hmm. You know, I tell you what, we should be concerned because they are, yeah, because outside of North Korea, I mean, we're talking about a country that has just as much nuclear capability as we do. Um, So I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, And then some people would even argue that President Obama was soft because when it happened, when Russia uh, did what they did in 2014, you know, Biden was one of those guys that saying, hey, we need to. You know what's up? He disagreed with the president's approach because remember the whole red line comment. I don't think back down, okay? I don't. I don't think so don't. either. But you say back down. We only, you know, I mean, you look at the American forces that we're sending with the, you know, with the uh, the, the United Nations force or the treaty. I can't. I don't know the proper name of them, but we're 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 it's a, we're going to call it the, the coalition, right? Uh, the Allied coalition of soldiers. We're we're not sending that many. So I don't think we're going to get into a scrap per se with these guys. I don't know. Did he I, send listen, 3,000? Yeah, but 3, come on. They have, yeah, one? but that's nothing. That's that's nothing, Vanessa, compared to the hundreds of thousands of soldiers that Russia has surrounding the country. I know, but I think he said 3,000 from one, 2,000 from another. And then when know. they get the news conference, then when they get the news conference, they said, we're not going to tell you everything that we're doing uh, to get ready to protect them. We're, we're not going right. to tell y'all everything. So I think that they've got some other stuff that's going on. Yeah. He's not putting it out there. And I think that it should be like that. I think sometimes that they get on TV and they tell too much about what they're doing. But I think well, that I Biden that. has got some more folks got going over there. But he's not discussing it. I do. I agree with that. But but here's the problem, and here's what you can put your money put your money on. I guarantee you that U.S. soldiers are not going over there fighting Russian soldiers. We do not want. We talk all that noise, but we do not want to piss Russia off. Because you know, at the end of the day, will we win the war? Absolutely. Will we win the battle? I should say, absolutely. But at the end, but listen, the war is what we're concerned about. And if you have a country that has nuclear capabilities, you know, I used to be an NBC NCO, and I'm here to tell you that if an area gets hit with a nuclear bomb, it's going to be decades before that place can ever be, uh, people can uh, live there. And for you to, to, I mean, it's going to be a wasteland for a minute. You saw the is movie, the uh, what is it? Today? What? If that's the case, that's why the case, is he saying you better not do anything? I mean, what you're saying well, because is he has to. I know you know, but why is Biden well, he has to. Um, well, he has to, Vanessa. He has to do that. I mean, you have to. You just can't sit there and stand idly by. We're the most powerful country on the face of this planet. Not, it might not come, yes, yes, you can, because we've been threatening for years <laughs> and nothing's happened. You can. You've been, we've been threatening them forever. You have pictures of yeah. President Obama pointing down at Putin. Well, it was because they know. They know. They know. They know. Here's the thing. They're going to do just enough to stay, because Russia don't want none of this. Because no, no matter how much they talk, they don't want none of this. So, so at the end of the day, they're going to do just enough. They're not going to cross the line, per se, when it comes to the U.S., but they're going to push those limits. And when Trump allowed 
this whole thing with Russia putting bounties on U.S. soldiers' lives, and, and, and he didn't really do anything about that. So they know that they, they have some collateral damage to play with, in my opinion. That's what I think. And, and, and I'm just, I'm sorry. I just think that they're going to keep pushing the buttons. They're not, but they know a line that they can't cross. Right, they're not going to send a bomb directly at a U.S. base because they know if they did that, then that will create the U.S. has to respond. They don't want that type of party, so they'll do other things on the outskirts. Yeah, we, you know, we'll kill a few American soldiers here or there, but you know, because at the end of the day, that's going to get lost to the news cycle. American troops, like right now, this is the first time I heard about Russian, uh, you know, bounties on American soldiers' heads in a minute because with so much news, it's going to get lost. But let Russia bomb a U.S. Uh, military post overseas. Man, and Russia knows not to do that. So, you know, it is what it is. But I, I don't think it's going to... I don't think we're going to get into a scrimmage. I just think, you know, once again, this is a lot of saber rattling. And if you don't know what that means, that means sword rattling. All right, um... Another story here real quick I wanted to talk about. Well, not really a story. I want to get some Super Bowl picks because today is the big game. So, uh, Jackie, it's in your neck of the woods, and, you know, so I'm going to go to you first. Who do you think is going to win the game tonight? Uh, uh, you don't care? I, I, well, I, well, I, I guess I'll go, uh, go for the uh, – Okay, let me help you out. The Chargers are the Chargers. They're playing. They're playing a Chargers stadium. Okay, that's where it's being played at. Right, the brand new SoFi, whatever it is. You have the Bengals. It, you have the Bengals. Well, actually, the Raider. I mean, I'm sorry, the Rams share that place as well. So you have the Rams and the Bengals. So now, who do you think is going to win? Just you know, any, mini, miny, mo. Is that what we're doing? Talk to me. I I I go for the Rams. Okay, thank you very much. Jackie, I mean, I'm sorry, Vanessa, who are you going for? Whoever can bring my numbers in on them three squares I paid for. You know what? I, you know, it's just, it, you know, I knew it. I knew you were going to say something that was just completely off the board. That's fine, Vanessa. So whoever, Vanessa is betting whoever scores, not teams. Get those squares. How much money are you going to win, Vanessa? How much money is in the pot for you? I, I, you know what? It's my daughter's pot. I think it's like two fifty backwards or forwards. It's either way. I think it's two hundred fifty dollars okay. each way. Okay. Yeah, I missed out on one. That was but paying my out uh, five grand. But my brother-in-law and them got one. It's a thousand dollars. Yeah, I missed out on one that's paying five grand. I usually win those too. I'm pissed that I didn't get a chance to participate. All right, Mister Elliott, who's going to win tonight? Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big time. I, I, I'm, I'm just like Vanessa, which whenever one can give me my, my winning numbers is all I give a well, damn about next one. Okay, we're done talking yeah. about y'all. Yeah. Right, that's $8,000. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't give a damn. I really don't. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. My little $250 and $500 ain't nothing. Oh, wow. Y'all got it going on. Yeah, but we don't own the Houston City block like you do, so you got it going on. All right, so listen. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we're going to go ahead. All right, so we're, we're going to step out. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right, listen, folks. Like I said at the top, 
the show is already off the rails. The no hitter is gone, so it, that's okay. But it's important for you to know what we're talking about. So here are the topics that we're going to talk about this morning on the serious side. Then we'll go straight into news and we'll get right into it. You're listening to the serious side, the J. Rouse Show, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Here we go. I relied on the election commission because those are the people who are supposed to know what, you know, you're supposed to do. Tonight, we continue to keep track of the growing homicide count in the city of Houston. At this time in 2020, there were 21. Last year at this time, there were 30. And as of today, that number is at 43. Watchdog groups, historians, and others are openly questioning what could be missing from President Trump's records while he was in office. We have new information on Trump ripping up some records while he was in the White House and taking other material with him when he left. Well, let me give you my view of what happened January the 6th. And we're all, we're here. We're here. We, we, we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election. Online radio at its best. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Winter Johnston. President Biden says the U.S. prefers a diplomatic solution to rectify the escalating crisis at the Ukrainian border. But during a phone call with Russian President Vladimir Putin this weekend, Biden reiterated that the U.S. and its allies would respond with swift and severe costs if Russia invades Ukraine. NPR's Deepa Shivaram reports Russia has shown no signs of de-escalating as it continues to build up its troops near Ukraine. While the U.S. is continuing to try and engage with Russia diplomatically, the White House says they are, quote, equally prepared for other scenarios. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken also held a call with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and said a diplomatic path was still open. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin spoke with his Russian counterpart as well. The calls between both countries come as most U.S. embassy staff and troops in Ukraine have started to pull out, and the State Department is warning that it is past time for Americans in Ukraine to leave the country. Starting Sunday, the U.S. is also suspending most services at its embassy in Ukraine. Deepa Shivaram, NPR News. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is defending calls to evacuate the U.S. Embassy in the Ukrainian capital, saying the threat of a Russian invasion justifies the action. NPR's Joanna Kikisis reports from the western city of Lviv, where the U.S. is moving some staff and consular services. Lviv is a short drive away from Poland, a NATO country. It's home to many expatriates, including Americans. The State Department says staff in Lviv are there to help Americans get out of Ukraine. More than a dozen countries, including the U.S., have urged their citizens to leave Ukraine as soon as possible. It's another signal that Ukrainians must stand on their own, says Lieutenant Colonel Valery Kurkov, chief of Lviv's Territorial Defense Unit. Our international partners can do as they wish, as long as they do not harm us, he says. We will be keeping a cool head, and we will not fall victim to panic. Joanna Kikisis, NPR News, Lviv. The mayor of Windsor, Ontario, is asking for more help in ending the protests at the Ambassador Bridge, linking his city to Detroit. As Dan Karpinchuk reports, a crowd of protesters is still gathered near the site. 
Police did move some protesters off the bridge on Saturday, but by the evening, a large group gathered behind concrete barriers on a street near the bridge. Windsor Mayor Drew Dilkins appealed to the protesters to go home, saying they'd made their point. And you are now walking the busiest border crossing between the United States and Canada. This will not last for very long, I can assure you. Police have warned that demonstrators who remain at the blockade could be arrested. For NPR News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. This is NPR News. I relied on the election commission because those are the people who are supposed to know what, you know, you're supposed to do. Welcome back again, 347-850-1272. You're listening to the Serious Out of J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS radio network, online radio at its best. Uh, this first story uh, is a very, very, very alarming story, and it just... It's just another example of how black Americans are treated versus our white counterparts. Now, I want to play a bit for you, a sound bit. It's a little long. It's about four minutes, so I'm going to ask you to sit back and relax. And, you know, usually we try to play it, play a few, you know, try to play a piece of it to get to the point and have the conversation. But I think it's important for you, the listener, to hear this thing and understand exactly the situation that we're about to talk about. You know, every time I hear this story, I get upset. And so we're going to have that conversation this morning. So here is the bit, like I said, it's about, uh, to give you, to be honest with you, it's about three minutes and 35 seconds. So it's a bit long, but it's important for you to hear. So we'll listen to this and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. What do these four people all have in common? You might recognize some of them, you might not. Um, But what they do have in common um, is something pretty specific. All four of these men were all found guilty of committing voter fraud in the 2020 election. The gentleman in the upper left, he's a Republican from Nevada. His wife died several years ago. Uh, He nevertheless filled out her ballot and cast it in the presidential election. He then participated in efforts with the Nevada Republican Party to claim that his dead wife's ballot being cast in the election must mean there was mass voter fraud by Democrats. He is the one who cast his dead wife's ballot. He's a Republican. He got caught. He was sentenced to probation. That's the guy in the upper left. Guy in the upper right, uh, he's a Republican elected official from Ohio. In his case, it was his father who died, and he cast his dead father's ballot in the 2020 election. That Ohio Republican official was sentenced to a grand total of three days in jail. Uh, keep going clockwise. The gentleman on the lower right, he's from Pennsylvania. Uh, in his case, it was his mother who had died. He nevertheless cast her ballot for Donald Trump in the 2020 election. He was caught. He got probation. And then the last guy, lower left there, he's another Pennsylvania Republican whose mother also died. Apparently, he couldn't help himself. He cast a ballot in her name in the 2020 election. He got caught. He got probation. Now, this is Pamela Moses of Memphis, Tennessee. This week, Ms. Moses was also sentenced for a crime related to her efforts to vote in the 2020 election. Ms. Moses had a felony conviction in Tennessee. Um, that legally resulted in her not being allowed to vote again in that state. But she says that nobody ever told her that that particular conviction meant that she couldn't vote. 
And moreover, her county elections board never took her off the voter rolls. In 2019, when she discovered she had been declared ineligible to vote, she sought formally to have her voting rights restored. As part of her effort to do that, she went to the probation office and she asked them if she was off probation and eligible to have her voting rights restored. If so, could they please give her a certificate saying so, which she could submit with her voter registration application? Well, here's what happened next. This is uh, from reporter April Thompson at WREG-TV in Memphis, Tennessee. This application to have her voting rights restored was filled out for her and approved by the Department of Corrections officials on September 3, 2019. Staff from the Shelby County Election Commission even signed off on the application until this letter came dated September 4, 2019, a day later, saying, wait a minute. They were wrong. I relied on the election commission because those are the people who are supposed to know what, you know, you're supposed to do. See how crazy this is? The Department of Corrections signed off on her voting application. So did the county election commission. But apparently they screwed up and technically she wasn't eligible after all. But for submitting that certificate that they screwed up and trying to register to vote, Pamela Moses was arrested and charged and convicted and is now sentenced to six years in prison for illegally trying to register to vote. So uh, we're going to start the conversation right there. The fact that, you know, obviously that was uh, Rachel Maddow. uh, And, you know, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that that the first four individuals that she was talking about in that clip were white in the fact that this young African-American woman who tried to vote, who tried to get her voting rights restored the right way is facing a six year term in, uh, in jail. Mr. Elias, every time I hear things like this, it just makes me want to pick up a weapon, man, and go berserk. Oh, it really does because I cannot believe that the, probation uh, on one case. Uh, oh, you know, this guy, one guy, like you heard Rachel say, this guy actually went in and voted for his mother and then tried to say that the, Repub- that the Democrats were doing this. And, and this young lady who tried to do the right thing, tried to do the right thing, election officials, people that she turned to for advice, filled out paperwork for her and said, oops, we made a mistake. Now she has to be the one that could possibly spend six years in jail for trying to vote the right way when those other four individuals were definitely doing things the wrong way. We'll start the conversation with you, sir. Well, you know, for all those people that talk about there's no white privilege, there it is right there in your face. There, there, there is a prime example of it. Let's call it what it is, man. You know, there, there's another case in Dallas where a lady – thought she could vote and she got six years. This this is this is you know, I this just happened a couple of years ago. And the bottom line is, man, look, this cat one cat that dated that voted for his wife that had passed on, he went to the Republican Party and said, Somebody voted for my wife and she's not even alive. It was you, clown. You did it. And now you you you're bringing it like somebody somebody cheated. It was your ass that cheated. You're the one that cheated. You're, you're the people that are doing this stuff, and then you claim 
that 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 there's voter fraud. Yeah, you're creating the voter fraud. You, the Republican Party has been the largest uh, people of, of voter fraud out there. Let's call it what it is. You know, there's always going to be voter fraud, but there's not even enough to, for for people to be alarmed about. But what do they do? They make a big news story out of it because that's what they want to do. They make a big news story out of it. Then when they get caught doing it, they, and, 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 and it's not in their favor, what do they do? They want to they oppose rules because there's no way the Republican Party could ever win another election, and they know it without cheating. They got to gerrymander districts. They got to, they got to, they got to create all these, these new rules where if they see something that helps Voters uh, go to elections and vote. They're going to snatch it away from, like feeding somebody and giving somebody water in line because you've created this mess where you won't even open up other other places, polling places to vote. This is this is the, the the atmosphere that they create, and they're never going to win without cheating. Never. You know, Vanessa, I heard you gasp uh, when uh, when your mic was turned back on. Uh, give me your thoughts on this kind of stuff um Jesus Christ <sighs> that kind of stuff pisses me off so bad it's like one of the reasons that I don't look at black movies where white people are shooting and killing up the black people and stuff it's like I'm now living it and I didn't look at those movies then, and I hate to hear that now because it makes me so mad at white people. It makes me so mad at white people than to go out and be amongst them when I travel. It's just sometimes, y'all, it just makes it so hard. And I know, I know people are like, have different things that they say about me and the comments that I made because they think I'm a socialist or a Republican or whatever, but at the end of the day, I am black. And that kind of stuff makes tears roll down my face like they are right now because I it just pisses me off that white people can get away with some stuff and then turn around and act like, oh, we didn't mean to do that. But if a black person does it, your ass is grass. So put a, some, a dollar in the custard for me. It pisses me off. And I am very, well, you should very be. annoyed. Well, you should be. And, and and we all should be. I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, listen, when I said, you know, pick up a weapon, I mean, obviously, you know what I mean by that. But it's just to the fact that when you look at this type of stuff, when you see these types of, uh, uh, you know, differential treatment when it comes to people of color, folks that 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 are white can break the same laws, right? And, and here's the thing: she did it unintentionally. It's not like she went out like Mr. Elias described how you know this man claimed his wife did this, or the guy in this particular story talked about how his mother is dead and she's on the voting. This proves voter fraud when he did it. So there was no ill intent by this young lady. 
it was a simple situation where she went to people that was a part of her quote unquote chain of command. You know, the corrections people, uh, the parole folks, all these people, they gave her official documents. And then they come back and say, oh, we made a mistake. And then, oh, well, since you filed this paperwork and, and, you know, you went to vote based on this information, and keep in mind, she was still on the election rolls. The one thing I cannot stand is incompetent people. Because incompetent people make makes uh, makes uh, uh, people who are doing the right thing makes their lives worse. You don't do your job, and it has an adverse effect on someone down the line. That's why I always tell my staff, make sure you know what the hell you're doing. Because you never know what type of inconvenience this is going to cause someone else. And in this case, this young lady, I watched her as she spoke in her sentencing. And she's, you know, begging and pleading, I'm sorry, I didn't know, blah, blah. What? And the white judge is sitting up there, you know, it's the same old freaking playbook. It's the same old movie. White, black folks apologizing to, 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 their, to their white um, uh, slave masters. A story we did years ago where, you know, the cop tells the guy to, 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 to get his wallet and ID, and the guy reaches for him, he shoot him. And then the guy was like, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I'm sorry. I was just grabbing my wallet like you said. Man, you can't be moving like that. What? You told him to grab his wallet, you shoot him in the butt, and he's apologizing to you. And that one time that that cop said, I'm sorry for shooting you. Jackie, give me a thought on this. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. But sadly enough, of course, nothing new under the sun, right? It's it's only been happening for years. It's just nothing new. And it's re- resurgence of, I mean, just what has been um, taking place uh, with these last uh, five years has been... Um, mind-boggling, especially with that last election. I mean, the clear attempt to try to get in the way of us voting. I mean, it's it, it was mind-boggling, but of course, not surprising, right? Because, I mean, just looking back at our, you know, it's Black History Month. Look, looking back at our history, at all the attempts, that they tried to make to stop, well, that they did make, that they did make to stop us from voting. And it's just, it's just sad. I, I, something that should be a simple right for all people, no matter what our colors are. It's just being straight. Trying to be straight denied, and it's it, it's just horrible. It's it's, it's well, yeah. Well, 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 like, well, like you're being like, very like, like what like like Miss Elliot said, white privilege at its finest. Yeah, don't don't you, you, you're, you're being diplomatic. I hear you. You're being diplomatic about this. And, you know, I have a question. I have a question to my white listeners, and I and this is a simple question. Why do you? Why do you know? And this is for the folks who this who, who really I'm addressing those folks who don't like us. 
because I know a lot of white folks are not like that. So I'm sorry, let me take that back. So I don't want to be accused of trying to put everybody in one boat. So I'm talking to the white folks who don't like us. Why do you not like us? What have we done to you? Right? We helped you build your country. You got free slave labor out of us for years. We're not taking your jobs. What is it about the color of our skin that makes you revoke against us so much? I would hope that there is some listener out there who falls into this category. I would love for you to call in 347-850-1272 and tell us, or you can you know, respond through Chatterbox, however you want to get in contact with the show. I really don't care. But I want you to answer that question. What is it about me, Mr. LES, Jackie, uh, Vanessa, that intimidates you, that makes you feel that we're stealing something from you? Answer the question, please. I'd like to know. I'd also like to know why you don't like our brothers and sisters uh, of the Hispanic uh, uh, who are Hispanic. You know, immigration, all that, we want our country back. This is a country that you stole from Indians, if my memory serves me correctly, if the history books are correct. Or if you had your way, you'd get rid of those books, too. The history that they're trying to strip. The history that they're trying to strip away. Exactly. It upsets the white kids because it upsets the white kids. Right, right. (laughs) But we we weren't upset being treated like this all these years. Well, I tell you what, here's the deal. Not not at all. Well, here's the deal. Reading about this. Yeah. Right. But but here is the dealio. The dealio is this is a country that y'all stole from indigenous people. And it's your country now because y'all had the military might or whatever that you did to steal it. Christopher Columbus is not the founder of America. He's a person that was involved in the heist of America from Indian people, as far as you ask me. Here's the deal, though. Answer my damn question. Why you don't like us? What have we done to you? You don't like Hispanic people. They're taking our jobs, jobs that y'all don't want. Jobs that they are not being done. Uh, you know, once again, here's another generation of people who are doing things to, to, to really help you. Put food on your, you know, make food available so you and your rich white friends can eat. So you got free labor out of us. You got the Hispanic, you know, picking all the food and stuff and making your life easier. What is it not to like to, you know, you're white. What's what's your problem? You call us lazy, but you're the one that had slaves. So if you fall into that category, let us know. I'd be curious for your reasons. Because at the end of the day, the same things that you talk about that you don't like about us, welfare and all that stuff, but guess what? There are more white people on welfare than black folks. Taking your government resources, you talk about that. You talk about crime and stuff like that. There have been more white serial killers in this nation's history than black folks. Yep. So what yep. is it? Yep. What is it? You scared of us? A white man will kill you more than more. You know, we should be, when you listen to us, right, we're the ones that should be talking to our people because our people are killing our folks more than anybody. So once again, white man who don't like us, tell us why. 
And you better have a damn good reason if you reach reach out to the show. And if you call in, you better be prepared because we're going to give you the business calling to this show and give us a BS answer. If you don't like me because of the color of my skin, then just say it. Just just say it. But give me a reason. And maybe the reason is because I'm dark. Who knows? Still, yes, I'll give you the last word, bro. Look, man, um, this, this, this is, this is going to continue to go on as long as, as, you know, racism is always going to continue to exist. And, and, I, and I, like Richard, like Richard Pryor always said, and I always think about him when they talk about justice. He said justice, it means just us because we're the only ones that have to pay for it. That's it, the bottom line. You know, you can sit there and tell me about how many uh, judges we put in office and all this other stuff. As, as as long as Mitch McConnell was in there, keep putting somebody to do the opposite thing, we're going to be in trouble. Justice is not fair for us. It never has been. Because they'll, they'll prosecute us to the fullest extent of the law, and then they'll say, well, I just followed the law. But you won't follow the law for everyone. And let me be fair. I mean, this is a powerful topic. Let me give everyone an opportunity to, to, to give me their final thoughts on it. Go ahead, uh Jackie, give me your, your your final word on this. Uh, voting is a right that everyone should be free to have, despite their color. That's that's the bottom line. That's not something that should have to be debatable. Nothing like that. We, that's just a right that all people are entitled to have. And use yep. it for us. For us, use it. Because we, you know, you know, if we sit back and not use it, we're part of the problem. Now I got to get on us about that. You're There's part no of the about problem that. when you're not when you're you not using it. Because too many of us that are, and you may be sick of hearing it, but that's just fact. Too many people have died. For us to have that right, I'm sorry. That's just That's a fact. And when you don't use it, you're spitting in their faces. You yeah, just but they don't care. spitting in their faces. Oh, they don't use care. I mean, they, right. they don't care. That's why they feel yeah. that they, they strip it away for, from us because we're not using it. Yeah. Yeah, if all the African-Americans get out here and, and exercise their right to vote, they would never win another election. But, you know, I guess the other side can say the same thing. But I don't really care about the other side. I'm concerned about my folks. And for you folks that look like me and don't vote, shame on you. And, and I don't want to hear. I know people that are close to me that, that tell me the reasons why they don't do it. And, and it's BS. It is BS. I remember doing the two, I remember doing the 2004 election. Uh, I went to a polling place and I stood in line for four hours only to get to the line for them to tell me that I was in the wrong location, which that was BS. But nevertheless, I went to another location and stood in line for two hours. So don't don't tell me, you know, a slight inconvenience for you to go vote. Ooh, I got to stand in line three lines. Think about the people who had to give their lives up so you can have the ability to stand in line. Get out of here! And you have nonsense. nothing to complain about. You have nothing to complain about when yep. you don't vote. I don't want to hear nothing you yep. got to say. Nothing. Don't want to hear a damn thing you have to say. That's another. That's another twenty-five cents. Go ahead, uh, Vanessa. Let me give you the last word. Give me your final thoughts on this on this topic. 
well, you know, I'm in Texas around the corner from you, Jay, so these they're going to make it so hard for us to get out there and vote until it's not even funny. And this friend, Abbott, um, it's coming up for election. I haven't even been on Facebook streaming and hollering at people to go vote because I just, by now they should know. And if they're not listening to what's going on, if they're not paying attention to what happened in the last four years, it's so unfortunate for me to say that's just going to be their asses because everything that they're setting up now for on this show, our grandchildren and great-grandchildren are going to be the ones trying to fight to get everything back the way it was that our parents and us voted to get done. They're sitting back letting it slide. They're not going out to vote. They're saying that their votes don't count. So, I mean, how much do we have to just badge in their heads to get them to go and vote? Because they just don't. I've got my brother-in-law doesn't vote. He doesn't vote. Sixth grade education, $80,000 a year job, 90000 didn't vote. I just, sometimes, y'all, I have to just sit back and watch it play out. And it used to run my blood pressure up because it's our people who need to be out there voting, and it's our people that's saying they're not going to. Did y'all know that so far on the registry that there are more Republicans registered to vote this term than Democrats? Now, that's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame, and it's going to continue to be that way because that's just the way it is. And with the headwinds that we face as a country and as a people, you guys should be arming yourself with the one weapon that you do have and that you can exercise, and that's your power to vote. Uh, thank you guys for your participation in this one. This one was a tough one for me, and I appreciate the candor and your honesty and your responses. All right. Uh, February is Black History Month, and of course, uh, during informative Celeste, something that you need to know, a.k.a. Kavina time, we talked about all this month we're going to look at a little-known black history facts. And today we're going to talk about something that's pretty cool, and I like it because, it, you know, after such a heavy first segment, we need something that's going to, you know, lighten the mood a little bit. So I'm not even going to spoil the surprise. Here's Kavina time, informative Celeste, something that you need to know. It's Black History Month. And um, you'll be pleasantly surprised to hear this one. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. We'll be right back after this. DAP, an acronym for dignity and pride, is much more than a handshake. It originated among black soldiers during the Vietnam War, who in addition to fighting for their lives on foreign soil, also faced attacks of racism, segregation, and reports of being shot and killed by white U.S. soldiers during combat. The DAP was developed by black soldiers as a symbol of strength and solidarity and their commitment to protecting one another. My whole tour in Vietnam, you know, when you met a black soldier, you know, he had a DAP, he had a special handshake. You could even, you got to the point where you could even tell what part of the uh, the country he was from because everybody had their distinctive DAP or handshake. And you definitely could tell if he wasn't in your company because everybody, you know, everybody had their little nuance. This is the greeting. This is the greeting of the brother, my, my brother. I'm glad to see him. I don't, I don't have to know his name. Yeah. Just the fact that he's black is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know we got a common ground. We got a cause to fight. 
Since the end of the Vietnam War, the DAP has broadened and become a part of mainstream American culture. However, we must never forget its original meaning of unity and taking care of one another. Come together as brothers. Make our dead, but we always come back together. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. On the schedule for tomorrow at Houston City Hall, the mayor will join the police chief for what the city is calling a major announcement about a citywide initiative to reduce violent crime. Something's happening all the time. You know, uh, shootings here, shootings there, uh, daytime, nighttime. You know, it's crazy. We spoke with people in southeast Houston about the issue. You don't know what to look for when you open your front door. You know, you don't know what you're going to wake up to, so... It's, it's, it's very scary. So far, the mayor's office has not released more details about the announcement, but people we spoke to shared their concerns and what they would like to hear from city leaders. There are issues uh, that clearly we need to address, but we cannot be addressing them in silos. Juan Antonio Sorto is a member of the Super Neighborhood Alliance. He says he wants to know how the mayor plans to include community input in whatever the city decides to do. It needs to be an ongoing process uh, for this issue to be resolved because... Things are changing um, by the minute, um, and, and you need the community to be involved during the entire process. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. Recently here in the great city of Houston, Texas, the crime rate has really, and when I tell you it has exploded, it has exploded. We've had a lot of what we call road rage uh, situations. Uh, a nine-year-old girl was shot because of a situation between two drivers. Um, and, you know, I tell you what, um, it has to be getting to a point of ridiculousness if we're featuring it here on the show. Because usually, you know, we're accustomed to talking about what's happening in Chicago and other places. But I tell you what, man. Things are really starting to get hot here in H-Town. Let's start the conversation right there. So, Vanessa, you know, this is where we live, and I'm here to tell you that uh, every day when I turn the news on, somebody else got shot and killed. And it's at a point now where you're saying, my goodness, what's really going on? And for me, uh, (laughs) a situation happened pretty close to the house. The street over, somebody tried to break in the house, armed, and the cops had to put out a helicopter search and all types of stuff for them. I'm like, what the heck is going on around here? You, it, you know, I don't know if it's the pandemic. I, I just don't know what's happening, Vanessa. So what do you think, you know, what do you think, what's, you know, what do you think behind this just damn crime wave that's happening here in Houston? You know, that girl who was shot in the back 22 times, and they put the boy in jail, and he got a $20,000, $25,000 bond. He's probably in yeah. Mexico by now. No, I would be. Um, she is two neighborhoods over from me. 
two yeah. neighborhoods over from me. That's crazy. You know I what? Mean, let me let me ask you a question about that, though, I Vanessa. About you, Chicago. Let me let me get. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, no, no. Let me let me ask you a question about that because it, it is a crime, you know. But it's a crime where that was a situation where they kind of everybody knew each other. It wasn't no just random, you know. You're out in the street and somebody you can get caught in a crossfire and somebody trying to rob you. So even though that's a crime, and I listen, anybody that that's lost, that, that's a you know that's a horrific situation. But that was a situation of a, a high school kid. It was a crime of passion. So it was kind of consolidated, not consolidated, or what I should confine to that family and that group. That's not something that would have affected you per se if you were just out there in the street. I'm talking about some of this stuff that people, I mean, like road you rage. Like and, that, the, 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 the outrage that, uh, that everybody has, that this little girl was in the backseat of the car, and because right. of road rage, yeah. yeah, the road rage, they shoot into the car and shoot the kid. But, Jay, that's not the only kid recently that has gotten shot from a stray bullet. What about the little boy last weekend who was yeah. going to get a sweater or a jacket out the car? Yep. Got yep. hit by a wild bullet. Just getting a jacket. Child, I thought Chi-Town was bad. I'll take it everything is. back up. <laughs> no, I'm not going to take it, it back that what I said about Chi-Town. But, but Houston is just Is this coincidental? 
September in September of last year, you know, you you don't have to be licensed to carry a gun in, in, in Texas. You can just walk around like, you know, this is the okay corral. And and you know, you would have to think that that has something to do with it. It's like when Katrina happened, Mr. Elias, and we had all those people come in from New Orleans. And I know I've told this story to you, and I've probably said it on the air a few times. It was, it, it's not funny, but it was, it's, I'm not even going to say it was hilarious. It was just a trip. You, you turn the news on, and probably four months after those people had gotten here, and a lot of them didn't go back, and they all kind of relocated on the southwest side of town. I remember watching ABC 13, and they had this map up, and it says, you know, the thing is that our crime rate is starting to go up 200%. And they said, and it's in these areas, and here are, and these areas so happen to be the areas where all the evacuees went to. Right? Yeah, they were over here by me, Jay. Yeah, and they were talking about how the crime rate shot up when them jokers came in here from New Orleans. And so, uh, so, so, you know, I do think that has something to do with it. If you don't have to go through the process to go get a gun, I guess you just go pick one up. You don't have to have a license. You can just carry it around. You know, I, I think that but makes it easier. Anything that horn. makes it easier. Okay, you can't do anything now in Houston. You can't blow your horn. You can't cut nobody off. You have to be off. careful. You, not you have to be nothing. careful. You, you have, have to be, to be careful. very careful because it is really bad here in Houston. I wouldn't suggest anybody come on vacation in Houston. I wouldn't suggest that anybody come move to Houston. I don't care about the economy. Not right now. I think it's going to get better. I think somebody going to end up fixing it. But this ain't the place right now. It's just not. Well, well let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. Every major American city has areas where you need to stay away from. And Houston's no different. You know, there are parts of Houston that, you know, a lot of this stuff happens southeast, uh, you know, some some parts of the southwest, uh, northeast. So there are parts of Houston you need to stay away from. There's just no doubt about it, you know. Uh, but I wouldn't say – I wouldn't go as far as to say don't don't come here and, you know, if you walk outside, there's a possibility of you being killed. I, you know, no, I mean, those don't chances. encourage people to come live in Texas, Jay. Don't encourage them because we got enough visitors coming from California. Don't encourage them to come. I'm not saying it for that. I'm saying it because I don't want no more people to move here. It's getting full. Don't oh, you think? Oh boy! See once again, just thinking about your own self. All right, let me let me swing around oh, to you, Mister oh, because you're closer to you. the action. You uh, you know, okay. Thank you, Vanessa, for your concern, Mister um, Elias. Let me swing around to you because you know you're right there next to one of the hottest. Well, you know, listen, Gary uh, used to be, nah, you know, nah. the crime capital. Yeah, yeah, that was in the nineties. Yeah, in the 90s. used to be. Well, it used to in be. 90s. I mean, I in didn't. Say, I didn't say when it was. I said it used to be. And, you know, I told that story, and I'm pretty sure I told that story on the air about that young lady who killed that uh, Bible, Bible study teacher. And I was in Fort Hood watching the coverage on on television. And, and you know, I'm not even going to bore you with that stuff again. But at the end of the day, you know, what's happening in Chicago, we're starting to get a little taste of the Midwest down here, bro, because I'm telling you, man, these boys are going berserk down here. Did you expect anything different is my question. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I do. I mean, I, I didn't I expect this. this. last year. I predicted this last year. You predicted year that Houston would be stopping. No, you didn't. I, I predicted Texas would be a high spot. 
Texas. Anytime you can go buy a gun. When? I'm going to go back and pull, have, it, pull this audio. When, you when, anytime this. you go buy a gun, you, anytime you can go buy a gun and you don't have to have a license or anything, you don't have to have background checks, you don't have to have nothing done. I've been saying this for years. About the but wait a minute. I think, and whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, think I do you think you have, have to have, have background, background checks to uh-huh. buy a weapon. I think you still have to have a background check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, say you so. have to have a background you know, check. Like, well, you do. If you think like Atlanta, and if you think like Atlanta, you can walk in there and buy that, that, that gun that same day and walk right out. Well, okay. Okay. Now maybe they have a, a system that will allow you to get a background check in 10 <laughs> seconds. I have no idea, but you still have to have a background okay. check. Okay. You say so. Well, they, um, Miss Elias, if they have the ability to check your credit, if you can go to a Home Depot and get a credit card right there on the spot, I'm pretty sure they can do background checks that, that fast. Okay. I mean, because so. all, 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 all it's doing is searching data. Basically, okay. they're searching to see so, if you have any arrest so, anyplace so, else. So, so, okay, so I can go in there and buy a gun and come back out and give it to you or sell it to you. Well, but okay, but Miss Elias, that, that's always been in place. That, that, that's that's nothing no. new. I and, that, no. and that's what? the loophole that I've been complaining about for years. That the, and then everybody argues and say you can't do that. You can't. But what does you that have right to do with this? The... You can walk right in the gun show and buy a gun, and you don't have to have a background check. Any gun show, but, but Ms. you can walk right in and buy a gun. Any I understand gun that, Miss Elias. You know I understand that. But my question is, that has been in existence forever. We're talking okay. about we're and, seeing and, and, a peak in crime. That doesn't have a damn thing to do with it, I don't think. Well, I mean, it I has a lot to do with well, it. It has a lot to do mean? with it because you right now, you can How? walk in and buy a gun, and, 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 and you become the brave man. It, it, it but you, you could have did that last year and year before last. The crime rate wasn't not where it is now. Not yes, you could. And not to Ab- 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 when did Abbott pass that law? Mr. Elias, you just said that you can go, in a gun store, go, go to a gun show, buy a weapon, and sell it to somebody else. And I no, tell you, you that's been in existence. You can go to a gun show and buy a gun and not have a background check. That's not true. Okay, you're right. It's that's not, not true. I My very first I, I that's went. not true. That's not true, Mr. Ellis. I, I bought my very I first weapon in Texas back in the 80s. And I, okay. and I had to I get a background check. I haven't gone Exactly. I, I didn't have to have one. When I bought my guns at gun shows, I never had to have a background check. I just went in there. You bought them in Texas? Let me get that. You bought them huh? in Texas? No. You, no. But is that a law in your state? Because I don't think you can yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, if you look it up, look up what they call a gun show loophole. Look it up. Oh, wow. Look it up. I do know that everybody named Mama, Daddy, Uncle is taking gun shoot, is taking shooting classes and stuff. Even my stepdaughter, even my daughter's friends are all packing guns. And they young girls, it's like, that ain't cute. Y'all going to get shot with those same damn guns. And yes, y'all need to put a dollar in the jar. Why didn't I keep telling them, y'all going to get shot with those same guns? Stop playing and thinking it's cute to pack them guns on your hip just because you can and they're drinking and packing the guns on their hip. It's like, what? So I'm just telling y'all, it's, it's, it's rough. Well, well, you know, I mean, we can sit here and say, and, and here's what the Republican argument is. 
uh, Jackie. You know, Chicago has some of the strictest strictest uh, gun laws in the land and D.C. Not but yet the crime rate. Not anymore. Well, well Not anymore. But the, they had it, and the crime rate has been off the chains. So, so I remember going up, and I was thinking, man, I remember one time I messed around and drove to Chicago, and I forgot I had my weapon in that car. Man, I was, I was scared to death because I said, oh, my God, if I get pulled over, it's a wrap. But once again, it goes back. Laws are in place for people for, for, for to keep the honest man honest. If you a thug, you don't care about no dang old law. People talk about oh, Texas killing people, yeah? Hey, I only commit a crime in Texas. Okay. Why are we talking about it this morning? Because them jokers don't care about that stuff. They ain't a part of their mindset when they're out here doing this mess. Jake, let me give you the last word on it. Wait, Jay, can I say one thing for you, the last word? And not we have two minutes. That, Go ahead. Okay, mm-hmm. but, but not only that, have you noticed, Jay, they're letting them get off with, like, $20,000 to get out of jail? Can you? They have felonies, previous felonies. Five different DUIs or whatever, and they're still letting them out of jail. Can you not believe they're doing that? they still letting uh, them out of jail. You know, democracy is a great thing, uh, but, my goodness, sometimes you have to ask yourself the question, man, what if we were dictatorships? <laughs> Maybe it would be better. I have no idea. You know, I say that jokingly, but, you know, all these different states have their different laws. The first story we covered, you know. If you live in a different part of the country, and if you look like me, then you're gonna get something thrown at you completely different versus if you lived in another part of, if you lived in a different state. So it's just crazy, you know. It's just, it's just, it makes you just scratch your head and wonder what the hell's going on. Yeah, people don't want to put masks on when the science tell you what's going on. I mean, I, I just. And now they're lifting back. Yeah. All right, Jackie, I'm sorry, you have a minute. Give me a comment on this real quick. I'm sorry we just ate up so much time during this segment. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, definitely, like you said, Jay, it's, it's areas where there's a crime problem everywhere. And it's it's unfortunate. I, and, look, I, I appreciate the right that some people want to – they're armed. I mean, I guess that's that's your right. I know me. I don't want to see hide nor hair of gun. Mm-hmm. This is not my flavor, but for those who, you know, respectfully gonna right, do right by it and knock yourself out. Jackie says, knock yourselves out. All right, it is time for part one of Mariana Music's Corner. We'll talk to to you on the other side. You listen to the serious side. Super Bowl edition. And, of course, it's uh, Valentine's Day Eve. Don't go anywhere. 347-850-1272. We'll be right back after this. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition. From our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. 
We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction.
online radio at its best. This is the biggest scandal since Watergate. This from the man who would not stop slamming Hillary Clinton in 2016, accusing her of hiding something after she used a private server for emails. 33,000 emails disappeared. They should lock her up. Likely including classified information. Honestly, it's disgraceful. Hillary Clinton is guilty. But three former White House officials now tell CNN they saw Donald Trump on several occasions while he was president rip up documents, drafts, and other materials that he'd finished reviewing or otherwise wasn't interested in, allegedly breaking the law, the same thing he once accused Clinton of doing. People who have nothing to hide don't bleach. Nobody's ever heard of it. Don't bleach their emails or destroy evidence to keep it from being publicly archived as required under federal law. Trump now facing questions about whether he violated the Presidential Records Act, critical for preserving a president's record in office. Most fundamentally, it's not his property. It's not the property of any president or others in an administration who create these documents. These documents are the property of the United States. They're the property of the American people. The National Archives says Trump's representatives have told the agency they are continuing to search for additional records that should have been turned over to the archives, but which could now be missing. But that's not all. CNN has learned the National Archives retrieved 15 boxes from Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence last month. Boxes containing documents, letters, other mementos Trump took with him when he left office. Things like a so-called love letter from the North Korean dictator. I just got a, a great letter from Kim Jong-un. Other items in those boxes, according to the Washington Post and New York Times, a letter from former President Obama to Trump when Trump took office. And a map Trump drew on with a black sharpie to show what he falsely said was the track of Hurricane Dorian to Alabama in 2019. Hillary Clinton is now trolling Trump's record-keeping, or lack thereof, on Twitter, with this link to merchandise her pack is selling, including a mug that Riley says, but her emails? <laughs> oh, my God, how ironic is that? 14 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Riles Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS radio network, online radio at its best. This whole thing with Donald Trump, here's the thing. I guess I'm not even going to read a lead to this. I just want to jump straight to this conversation. How many laws does this guy have to break? What if for them to finally throw him in jail? I, I'm just, I'm just miffed. And all the things that every law, every day they talk about how many presidential acts he's broken. You know, I mean, it's like, where is Merrick Garland, Mr. Elias? Where is Merrick Garland? <laughs> he's he's not. You know what, man? He's he's a stout Republican, man, and I, I believe he's not going to do a damn thing. That's just my opinion on it. I do. I mean, I where he's is he? Do a damn thing. He's, he's, he's doing what he's going to do. He's done what he's going to do. And he's not doing any damn thing else, and that's just the way it works. He's a stout Republican, and he's and he's letting these people get away with murder. I understand you got to investigate and, and make sure all your eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed, but damn, damn. He's he's taking stuff away from me. He, he's torn stuff up. He's, he's, done, he's flushed stuff down the toilet. He's done all kind of things. To destroy official documents, that that's a clear that's a clear law that says if you do these things, you can't run for law and you'll be arrested. Think he's gonna arrest him? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Not Mary Garland. No thanks. I want no parts of it. Mm-mm. 
it, it makes you wonder, Vanessa. It really does. It makes you wonder what's going on. Now, you know, we talked about this in the first segment, how, you know, you don't want to announce everything that you're doing, and maybe that's the approach that they're taking. But, Mike, it is, this, I mean, this guy has been breaking the law ever since he's been in office, and he hasn't gone nowhere near a jail. And, and that's the thing that really concerns me. Nowhere near a jail. You know, from Ivanka, you know, selling her clothes and whatever to the Chinese. I mean, people staying at his hotel while he's president. I mean, remember the story where they had Air Force planes refuel uh, in one of his places overseas in Scotland. They were deliberately told to go there and refuel and stay there when 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 they had uh, facilities that were closer. They flew. Uh, you know, hours so out the way just to stay at a Trump facility. And they still let this guy, I mean, it's amazing how many laws he's broken, Vanessa. And no one seems to, like, oh, well, I've just never seen anything like this before in my life, not at that level. You know, <laughs> when I was here that this week, that the toilet was stopped up because, and they was wondering why he kept getting stopped up, but it's because he was trying to destroy information, paperwork, evidence. Then to hear that he took it to his hotel when he left. And then to hear the videos of where he just dogged Hillary and people believed it and listened and even some of us was like, Hillary, why you do that? Why you have a server at your house and all of that? But there's nothing that any president since I have been alive, 59 years and four months, has done to top what Trump has done and thus far has gotten away with. I mean, nothing. But he got up there and ridiculed Hillary People believed it. They didn't vote for her. Even some Democrats didn't vote for her because of that. It's just, and nobody is doing anything to him. Nothing to him. I just don't get it. And I know that there's a ram in the bush somewhere, but Lord, can y'all go get the ram? Can I see the ram before I leave here? I'm like you now, Jay. Because I was like, Jay, God got this. And then you said, Vanessa, I want to see this while I'm living. Well, Jay, I'm with you. I'm sick of the stuff that he has gotten away with. <laughs> and ain't nobody did nothing to him. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And then uh, here he is, can still go around the country all willy-nilly and say oh, what boy. all that he's going to do. He's going to be back in the office. I mean, it's is there, yeah, is there a polecat in the hen house somewhere? I mean, what? I just, y'all, going on between the shootings in Houston and Abbott up for re-election, and he's probably going to get back in, and Donald Trump going around the country lying, it has left me speechless. Tell us how you What's really feel. You can't tell about you can't tell you can't tell about that dialogue. You just ripped off. <laughs> no, I mean I just can't. I just I just can't speech, believe this is happening. Yeah. I can't. Well, it's neither awful. can I. Neither can I. 
Neither can I. I, I just can't believe he continues to get If that governor doesn't get voted in, back in, they're going to just let all of that mess from New York slide away if that girl doesn't get voted back in. You come on, Tisha James. I, I I don't believe that. I, I think that uh, no. I, I believe that uh, they will. Uh, I just find that hard to believe. You know, that's a strong Democratic hold right there. So I'm assuming whoever steps in will pick up the investigation. It will lose some legs because obviously, if you've been running something, you know, bringing someone else in, you're going to lose a little bit of momentum. But I still believe, and I still think that's probably our best bet, Jackie, to see this guy pay justice, even though Georgia is coming back and saying, look, we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, file a motion to have him uh, deposed because of his infamous phone call about those votes in uh, Georgia. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, I still think that the best case scenario is going to be New York. And the reason why I say that is because I just think that the Justice Department they're scared. You know, we talked about how, you know, remember in the first set we talked about Russia and the U.S. and, you know, Russia's only going to do so much. They don't want to piss us off. I think it's the same way with the Justice Department. I don't think the Justice Department want to get in the weeds because if they arrest this guy, you know what type of mayhem they're going to have on their hands? And I believe that's the reason why. I believe that's the reason why, to be honest with you, Jackie, my personal opinion. All right, Jackie, thank you very much for your comments. I believe the laws. Yeah, well, of course you do. It, 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 yeah, well, of course. Well, I mean, hell, hell, the bottom line is, you know, I couldn't get away with it. Why Why should he be able to? Hell, it, it, right. it, the law should apply to everybody, not because you're, you're a former president. The law should apply to everyone, not just him, not just me. It should apply to everyone. So if you did that stuff, you should, hey, hey. <laughs> you should be standing right in front of the court, just like if I broke the law, I would have to. It, I mean, it's, to me, it's simple. It's very simple. Mayhem or not, yep. it is what it is. He couldn't. He couldn't. He's not supposed to be out there and go out like he said. I can go out there in front of on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and get away. So if he shot somebody, he should be able to get away with it. If he broke the law, he needs to go to jail. Bottom line. I'm sorry. Well, good luck with that. That's why they, that's why good luck with that. that, that I don't think they, you know. That's why they partnered with Richard Nixon. That's why they got his ass out of office real quick, and then they partnered in, and then General uh, uh, Gerald Ford pardoned him real quick. I, I don't believe he's going to jail. I, I really don't. I, you know, there are times where I feel he may go, but I just don't. I, I don't see it. I, I don't see I don't think they have enough nerve. I think that at some point in time, yeah, you know, they're making a conscious, they're making a, a conscientious decision not to go after this guy because they're trying to not create civil unrest. And if you had that many people storm the Capitol because he lost an election, oh, just think what would happen if they threw his behind in jail. He would, they, you know, well, he would go nuclear. Well, no, you prepare for it. So if that's what you want to do, you prepare for it. Yeah, but I just if the government got more guns than anybody in the world. Yeah, well, that's true, but you can't be shooting up more American. You know, then that makes us no different than any other dictatorship around the world. I mean, I just think that it's just at some point, you know, we're 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 just in a bad spot. This is a uh, part of of this nation's history 
that when they go back and read about it in the history books, people are going to be perplexed because it's like, what happened? What happened here? Trying to change the history books, Jay. Well, that's you know, it's probably you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. But it's some in the history books. They don't want the white kids what? to know what they did to black people in the history books. But guess what, Vanessa? As this country what keeps is- trending the way, it, think about it, this country keeps trending the way it's trending. Trust me, there ain't gonna be no white folks. It's too many. I mean, you see too much of this. It's trending too hard. You know, so maybe it'll be fifty, sixty, maybe even another hundred years. At some point, they're gonna be the straight up minority. Where, I mean, straight up. It's too many white girls messing with black dudes, and now you see the sisters messing with the white dudes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. These mixed babies are coming into this country, and uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you, at some point in time, they're going to be out. They're going to be out of business, period. And I don't care. You know, we talk about who has the most money, and those are the ones who are going to dictate where we go from here. Yeah, that's true. That's, that sounds good. But at some point in time, their money's not going to be long enough to outrun what's going to happen. You get outnumbered like this, and they will truly be outnumbered. Ain't no doubt about that. No doubt at all. They will be outnumbered. All right. We got to step out. 347-850-1272. Part 2 of Mariana Music's Court is coming up. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. 347-850-1272. And that invitation to Mr. White, who don't like us, Give us a call. I'll give you my comments on this on the other side. We'll be right back after this.
radio at its best. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is a serious out on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Tell you what, it's just gorgeous outside. Hopefully the weather's good in your neck of the woods. It is Valentine's Day Eve, and it's also Super Bowl Sunday. Let's say good morning to our family that's in the hizzy. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? I'm just not Vanessa's out there. Wow. Well, the no hitter's gone anyway, so it really doesn't matter at this stage. Good morning, Jackie. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you about? Doing outstanding. Mr. Elias is in the house as well. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, and one. Good morning, Nessa. One. Good morning, Rich Sister. One. Good morning, uh, Kathleen. One. Good morning, Momo B. One. Good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that first song was Share the Beat. Of love with CNC Music Factory, and that next song was "Tell Him Moonchild" featuring my 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 future wife Layla Hathaway. And good morning, oh, my brother Hawkins. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Still is. Can we say hello to the people in the chat room, sir? If you don't mind, dude here. Yes, yes. We got our very own Covina man in there, and Rich Sisters in there with us. What's up, Jackie? What's going on, Pastor? Want to say what's happening to him? Uh, Diamante, did I said that correctly? What's up, bro? How you doing? I said, bro, see, I just assumed that Diamante is a brother. He could be a white guy. So I would say hello, or he could be a female. So I'll just say hello, radio listener. How about that? Frankie's in the house. What's going on, Zach? Much, much more. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Momo BZ is in the easy with her trolling self. Love you too, girl. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven seven two. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, my Super Bowl pick, which I hadn't given yet, I'm going to go with the Rams uh, I, because I don't want them to push this boy Joe Burrow to be the next great whatever. I'm hearing people talk about that now, and I just don't want. Let's just calm that. Plus, I saw something uh, that Matt that uh, Stafford's dealing with with his wife, and so going to root for them because I think it'll bring some much needed joy in their lives so uh, rooting for you Big Daddy hope you guys can pull it through either way I'm going to be uh, nice and full all sausages and ribs once this is over I'm outside on the grill getting ready for the for the, the festivities for the day alright speaking of the festivities uh, let's get the show rolling 347 let's get into our next topic of the morning Well, let me give you my view of what happened January the 6th. And we're all, we're here. We're here. We, we, we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That's what it was. With regard to the suggestion that the RNC should be in the business of picking and choosing Republicans who ought to be supported, uh, traditionally the view of the National Party committees is that we support all members of our party, regardless of their positions on some issues. Do you have confidence in her? Uh, I, I do, but the, the issue is whether or not the RNC should be sort of singling out members of our party who may have different views from the majority. That's not the job of the RNC. 
<laughs> All right, that was uh, Senate Minority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, the question is, is there a civil war brewing in the uh, GOP? Uh, obviously, his remarks were based on the fact that the Republican Party decided to censor uh, Liz Cheney and Adam uh, Kinzinger uh, based on the fact that they're supporting the January 6th uh, a panel to de- to determine what happened that day and, and and who in government played a role, and so a lot of Republicans are not really upset with the fact that these people are being censored. I think what really got their goat is when the RNC put in their statement the reasons why they're doing this is because they are interfering with you know citizens that are ex- you know that's exercising their right for some type of I can't remember what it said verbatim but it says something along the lines of uh of uh, uh what did it say Mr. Elias about uh legitimate I- political something I can't remember it was something stupid it is ridiculous I'll, I'll pull a comment up uh discourse uh legitimate political discourse and and you know a lot of Republicans are saying wait a minute now let's stop well you know and Mitch McConnell made those comments that this is a guy who also voted against the January 6th commission but he was all in on Benghazi and that's why I say people you know people oh we want to highlight the great thing that Mitch McConnell said man stop it you know people talk about this change mm-hmm. I, I commend her effort I commend her effort for it, but she voted for with Trump ninety five percent of the time. So you know, mm-hmm. once again, is it a situation where you know? And I talked about this last week, Ms. Kelly, as how you know. Can't, listen, we have two different political points of views, and as Vanessa likes to say, she loves when I say this, and I'll say it every opportunity I get. That's the reason why Baskin Robbins have different uh, different flavors, thirty three different flavors, because you know people are not going to see things eye to eye, but that don't make them criminals. So I guess I can't be mad at Liz Cheney if this is what she believes. This is what she believes, but she's also letting us know that her beliefs are strictly based on. You know, what she thinks in the best interest of her conservative views and her constituents is not based on racism. It's not based on those things because she is coming mm-hmm. after Trump with both with both guns blazing, you know. And so is Adam Kinsinger. He's another one who's voted with Trump most of the time. But once again, he's a guy that's coming out and he's saying some profound things. He's talking about the possibility of, uh, of McCarthy being speaker. He's, he's going to be one miserable speaker because this guy – is so he's weak, he's spineless. Mm-hmm. You saw uh, Crenshaw, the the representative here in Texas, with the patch over his eye. He's he's kind of gone 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 all in on these people. So you know when you the fact that Mitch McConnell was, you know, and I won't I won't uh, you know I won't uh, I won't do my impression, man. I'll send you guys the. Uh, Come on, everybody knows the reason he's doing this. Come on. Why? Stop it. Because Trump, is, Trump is losing He's losing steam in his base. He's but he never liked Trump. You can't party. say that. He never liked Trump. He's losing steam. He, he never liked him, but he never spoke out against him. He didn't. He didn't come out like he's doing now. And hell, hell, and and and, and when, he, when the insurrection first happened, he said, "Yes, this is what happened." But then he voted against the, uh, putting together a, a, a party to investigate it. Come on, come on. He's only doing. Look, man, look, Mr. Elias, Mr. Elias, Mr. Elias, 
Excuse me, JJ, can I address Miss Celeste? Celeste, I decided to vote against this thing, Miss Celeste. It's because the American people have the right to know the truth. What happened on January 6th was a tragedy. Thank you, Jay. You're welcome, Mitch. All right, uh, Mr. No, man, he. He, he, how many times did they? How many times they had to go to Benghazi? How many millions of dollars did they waste? Well, you come on. You had this exactly. On, you had this on camera of what was happening right in front of you yeah. on January sixth, and he voted against and uh, uh, putting together uh, 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 something to investigate it. Come on, yeah, I don't understand this, that. This I, I don't get it. I understand it because he didn't want he didn't want to upset Trump in his base. Now that Trump is well, I think it's more the base than Trump. I think okay. it's more than base. And, and who I do. That base. Who controlled that base? Trump did. So he didn't want to go against anything that Trump was talking about. So now that Trump is losing steam, he's coming out, and it's an opportune time. All them cows are coming out and speaking against him now because he's losing steam now. Because he, he ain't got that, that, that tight hole as he once had. All those cows are cowards. I got a question. They're cowards. Mm-hmm. What question do you have, Vanessa? My question is, since some people are starting to come out a little bit about Trump, I yeah. personally don't think that the Republican Party really wants Trump to run again. But I do oh, think no, they, they don't. are afraid. Of, listen, listen, wait. But I also believe that they are afraid of the party turning against them for not following Trump. So I'm kind of waiting to see who it is that they're going to put up against Trump to run? Or are they sitting back in the wings praying? They're not going like to put anybody are. up against Trump. But are they, in, the if business, anybody is are they sitting back in the wings praying like us that he gets charged with something so that they don't have to worry about Trump? Because I don't not, think well, they listen, want Trump to run. You know what? But they are That's a damn good point, Vanessa. Ching, ching. That's a damn good point. Ooh, ching, ching again. Matter of fact, I think what I'm going to do is just put a, a dollar thing in here so anytime someone says something, it's just ching, ching. Uh, Mr. Elias, I mean, uh, Vanessa, that is an excellent point. And I believe that's exactly what they would have. I think they hope that deep down inside something happens where this guy is charged and and he's out the, out the mix. I, I believe you're right about that. Because then they can always go back and then they because you know it's the same old thing you know you, you you root against something that you really believe in, and, and and here's the thing that 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 really that really makes it funny is the fact that they'll sit here and say what they want to say about uh, Donald Trump, and then uh, they 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 want to come back and say well. At the end of the day, uh, you know this is political. You know this is a political witch hunt. But deep down in the, in the side, they of the scene, are yes. afraid of losing the party. They are afraid of losing the party, but they don't want Donald Trump to lead the party. There is a difference in what I'm saying. There's a difference, and I am sitting back. I have heard people Donald Trump, blah blah blah. But I would prefer, believe it or not, well. I know y'all believe this, but I wish Mike Pence would be the one to run. Well, hell, Mike Pence is worse than Trump. But no, you don't want Mike now. You don't want that dude now. No, I'm telling you what the Republicans are saying. That I'm out there for months, and they're saying they don't dislike Trump, but they don't want him to run. They want Pence to run. I'm just telling you what they're wishing for. 
Right. I believe they're going to back DeSantos, to be honest. That's just well, my, my what? opinion. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you something. It might be true, Les, but uh, we're out on the ship. That's all I can hear you. I, I, out on the ship. You know, I, know. I haven't heard his name no, trust me. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I agree with Mr. Elias on this one. I believe that at the end of the day, that's what they want. They want that guy to uh, – uh, because – and he's starting to smell it too a little bit because at the end of the day, he's starting to go against Trump a little bit as well. You know, he's not coming mm-hmm. all out. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, I, I believe what you're saying is absolutely correct. I believe that he is – he's the one that's looking to be president. Mm-hmm. And because – and yeah. here's what makes him dangerous – because he has just enough of, of, of Trump, temp- he has just enough of Trump flavor for them to say, well, you know what, he's like Trump. You can hear him talking now. He's like Trump. He's just a little bit more, you know, he's a little bit more educated. Um, he's, you know, he's a better, um, you know, you can hear it. You, you can hear, you, you can mm-hmm. hear him talking. He's perfect. He's Trump with brains. I'm telling yeah. you. I'm telling you. Yep. Yep. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's evident. Yeah, you know, look at all the things he's doing in Florida. He's, these, these, these people with the, uh, the virus, and you can hear all these commentators talking about, well, if you look at the numbers, the coronavirus in Florida is their number 17. Yeah, because he fired the woman that was tracing the coronavirus, and she was putting the numbers where they were supposed to be at. Bottom line, then he, he fired her. He's like, nope. You don't need to know these numbers. Get out of here. Fire. You're gone. Get out. And that's what he does. Then he hires this, 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 this black dude who, who's another, you don't need to wear a mask. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. You don't need the virus. And you're talking about uh, the, the, uh, the mon- uh antivirus. And he's talking about shooting people up with that instead of getting the, instead of getting the vaccine. I bet you a million dollars that he's got the vaccine. I bet you well, know, all of them have the vaccine. That's, 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 vaccine. that's a sucker's bet. I bet that's you that. a sucker's bet. I bet you that. I bet you that. But he's he's making sure everybody gets well, that's a sucker's bet. Yeah, it's a sucker's bet. I mean, yeah, they all have it. Yeah, it's a sucker's bet. No. You know, it, I was reading something the other day where one guy who's been ranting and raving about uh, vaccines, he's taking his show on the road for Fox. And one of the and one of the requirements in order for you to be a studio uh, member of the studio uh, mm-hmm. audience, you have mm-hmm. to be vaccinated. You have to show proof. Yep. You have to show proof that you have yep. vaccine. And so then he's going to mm-hmm. make sure all those vaccinated people are sitting in the audience, and then he's going to rant and rave about vaccines. It, I mean, it's this is I mean this is this is how it's been the whole time. You know, it's mm-hmm. a joke. And, you know, we played mm-hmm. that clip about Donald Trump talking about Hillary Clinton. She should be put in jail and all this other nonsense, you know, because, you know, what she did is criminal. See, nobody's not going to remember that. They're not going to sit back and think this guy's doing the exact same thing. What Republican you know? came out, come out and spoke against that? Name me one Republican well, no, that said no, what no, Donald no, Trump did with, those, with, those, with, those, with all those documents is criminal. He should be he should, the same thing. No, they're not. About they're not. reply to him. That's that, not, and that, that's man. the hypocrisy that the Republican Party they create. Same thing that he and he's on tape saying that Hillary Clinton should go to jail because of her email. Yeah. And she did this because of her email, and he did the same exact thing. And not one person has come out and spoke against it. But they'll keep backing the clown. They'll keep backing him. They'll they'll back him as long as they can because they're riding. They're, I'm, they're, they're riding. I don't want to lose the power that I got. That's the reason. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. When you're right, my friend, you're right. All right, it is time for an NPR News update. And after that, it's time for Pastor Steve State Your Case. Ooh, we got a doozy that just came in here. And, uh, and our final thoughts. Listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. The Canadian trucker's so-called Freedom Convoy has inspired similar demonstrations in other countries. In Paris on Saturday, police clashed with protesters who are demanding an end to coronavirus restrictions, including the French vaccination pass program. In the Netherlands, a convoy of vehicles brought the Hague's city centre to a standstill this weekend. A similar protest is planned in Brussels on Monday. Heavy snowfall has hit the Winter Olympics in China and it's causing some problems. These games have used man-made snow for outdoor events, but the several inches that have fallen in the mountains outside of Beijing have led to events being called off. NPR's Tom Goldman has more. Snow started falling late Saturday and continued Sunday in Beijing and the mountain venues north of the capital city. Those areas are quite cold and traditionally have little natural snow. They've been notable for the ribbons of white competition courses made of artificial snow surrounded by brown terrain. Now there's white everywhere and it's creating a challenge for a games that's adapted to the fake stuff. Early Sunday, thousands of workers tried to remove fresh snow from courses, but the heavy fall forced officials to cancel the women's downhill training run and postpone qualifying heats in a women's free ski event. The men's giant slalom and alpine skiing went on with limited visibility and fluffy snow making the course trickier. Tom Goldman, NPR News, Beijing. I'm Windsor Johnston, NPR News, in Washington. Your next great read is out there waiting for you, and NPR can help you find it. Visit npr.org slash books we love to browse hundreds of books we love published this year, plus thousands in our archives. And, you know, books make great gifts for everyone on your holiday shopping list. All right, it is time for Pastor Steve's Nature Case, where we read comments from our world-famous chat room and from uh, social media sites that we monitor. Mr. Elias, you have anything for us this morning, man, on this Super Sunday? Yeah, I got Corvina, man. And he says, white people don't want to share the power with non-white people. They believe in racial hierarchy. And he says, the crime wave started when they started putting in the N-word and in the, in the, in the music for the youth. Oh, wow. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Well, yeah, it's interesting that he says that because, you know, there are some people that will get on you when you talk about how we sit here and throw the N-word in music. And, you know, but it's like it's that old thing where my dog can mess in in my yard and yours can't. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we have to be careful what we put out there. But, you know, on the other hand, I can see the other side. The other side is saying, look, it's like saying, well, if a black person gets shot uh, because they're in a location, they're at the wrong place at the wrong time, where they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Wait a minute. That doesn't change the wrong that happened. So we have to be careful when we throw that stuff out there. So good stuff. Appreciate the comments, as always. Casino, man. All right. I have a few here uh, I want to read. Uh, one is from, obviously, Pastor Steve, the namesake. Uh, he says, uh, 
Peace and blessings, family. Great show. And, Jay, we know what you meant. But Satan wins when you let evil enter your heart. God bless. Ooh, Pastor. Okay. I'm going to think about that one. All right, Diamante uh, from San Francisco. Huh? Leave me on. Yeah, I am. I am going to think about it. That's that's profound. I mean, you know, he just was straight to the point. Hey, when, when evil enters your heart. And you're right, Pastor. God bless you. Appreciate it. Di- okay, Diamante, uh, he says, my Super Bowl pick uh, is uh, Rams. Good show. Thank you, Diamante. I don't think we asked you for your pick, but thank you anyway. All right. Um, here's one. Why are you laughing, Mr. Elias? <laughs> we didn't ask anybody for this Super Bowl pick. All right. So, uh, Justin from El Paso, Texas, he says, good morning. I'm a white male. I don't necessarily hate black people. I think that affirmative action and all the other privileges that have been handed to blacks, as a white person, I feel that I'm being discriminated against. Did I personally do, did I personally oppress your people? No. It is time to even the playing field with both race, where both races can feel included in the American dream. That was almost laughable. And we just read a story you know where a black woman, uh, where a black woman, tried to try to vote legitimately, and she gets six years in jail. And you got four white cats that did it legally, and know they did it legally. And but but there's no there's no there's no disparity against what white folks do. You're right. We just want to even plans here. That's what we've been saying for years. Get out of here with that crap. You sound crazy. Yeah. Oh, John, I can't even read the rest of them. I, 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 I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, and I have to be honest with you. I didn't even, I just copied and pasted this stuff. I didn't even read it, to be honest. That was my first time, actually. I saw a little bit of it, and I said, okay, and... <laughs> well, anytime they give us, anytime they try to make something fair for us, that's the first thing they say. What's unfair for me? What's been unfair for me for for three hundred years? You bastard! Give me something in return. Give me something in return. Hell no! You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't personally impress my people, but you ain't done a damn thing to help for me to have. By looking at some of that statement. Let me read it again so I can think about what I want to say for my final thoughts. Let me let me let me read it again. Just I want to make sure. I'm, let me read. Okay. Good morning. I'm a white male. I don't necessarily. Here's a. I don't necessarily hate blacks. I don't even know what the hell that statement means. I think that with. I think that with. Yeah, you're that. I think that with affirmative action. And all the other privileges that have been handed down to blacks, won't you say African Americans, they're cool breeze. Uh, as a white person, I feel that I'm being discriminated against. Did I personally oppress your people? No. Is it, it is time to even the play, <laughs> even the playing field where both races can feel included in the American dream. 
I'm sorry for everyone else that's made us comments. We're just going to go straight to our final thoughts. I cannot wait to hear you know what time way. And easy, easy feels the same way, but he ain't racist. <laughs> it is easy time. Way, but he ain't racist. Mm-hmm. For our final mm-hmm. thoughts. Racist ass. Vanessa, final thoughts. People make me sick. Y'all have a good week. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> don't forget to go take your people to go somewhere to eat. And don't forget that tomorrow starts early voting. That's all I got to say about them. Because I ain't even got, can't even get my thoughts. So y'all make sure y'all go vote. It starts tomorrow. Make sure y'all go get y'all sweethearts some candy or something. And Mr. Haynes is taking me on a Valentine's cruise. Yay! See y'all next week. Well, that's, I mean, come on, stop. He takes you on a cruise just because it's Wednesday. That's nothing new, but okay, fine. All right. Um, you know, I ain't thinking about Valentine's Day cruise. Oh, today is Wednesday. We're going on a cruise. Oh, it's Labor Day. We're going on a cruise. All right. What's up, Bobby Jones? Bobby Jones. All right, Jackie, final thoughts. Well, first and foremost, I need to find me men like that where I can go. <laughs> like that. First and foremost, <laughs> let's talk about real matters <laughs> on this Valentine's Day. But uh, I'm just going to know black people one more thing. Do your part in exercising the full right do your part in educating our kids. You know, do your part. Do your part. Don't don't add to the foolishness. I, I'm with Vanessa. I'm not even going to address the last comment. In fact, that last comment to make it too possible that you need to do your what? part. Fight well, you just, the challenge. Well, you just did. Okay? You know. Do your part. Do your part. That's all I got to say. Take care. Have a wonderful and blessed weekend. All right. Well, I'm not sure if the next person is going to take that approach. Uh, Mr. Elias, final thoughts. Damn right I uh, Look, man, you're a racist, you're a racist. Call it what it is. Be proud of what you are. Easy, you're, sure, you're truly a racist. Because you agree with what this man just said. You definitely agree with what this man is saying. We've been oppressed for 300 years, and we're still being oppressed by your laws and everything that goes down. You ran from the first seconds. You're a coward because we were bringing up what was what was wrong with what happened to that lady and voted, and then you ran, and then your happy ass came back in at the last set so you could start putting your little foul-ass comments in there. So what do I say to you? You're a coward. Get out and vote, folks, so you can get these people and put them in their place. If you don't get out and vote, You'll get more of the same crap that these, these cowards are handing out. And Easy is a coward. He ran the first set. Because he was talking about what happened to a black woman as compared to these four white cats. He's a coward. You know, I tell you, my final thoughts are, uh, you know, on one hand, I'm thinking maybe I should take the Vanessa approach. Um, but... You know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little bit of a Vanessa approach. Cuss can is at 1025. Um, you know, I hate to leave the cuss can. <laughs> I like mouse, nice round, even numbers. 
<laughs> so so let me go ahead and uh, round it up to to uh, eleven eleven bucks. All right, let, let me say this to uh, Justin from El Paso. Let me tell you something. I don't give a blank what your sorry white trash ass that takes me to ten fifty thinks. Okay, because at the end of the day, were you personally responsible? For uh, oppressing our people? No. But were your people personally responsible for oppressing my people? You damn skippy. That takes me to 1075. So let me tell you this, sir. Uh, I don't care if you don't ever listen to this show again because as far as I'm concerned, you can kiss my black natural ass. And that takes me straight to 11 bucks. And on that note, Mr. L to the E to the S-E-S-S, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, my friend, what time is it? Don't move. It is time for the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. (laughs) To the pleasure (laughs) of serving you. Be safe. (laughs) And be safe for Super Bowl weekend. Don't drink too much and have fun. So for Miss Elias, so for Jackie, Vanessa, I'm Jay Rouse saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, for Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. God bless everybody. Even you, racist white Look folks. at my picture. I just sent you guys. I love y'all. Jump off a bridge as far as I'm concerned. All y'all racist asses. Miss <laughs> Elias. Well, the, technically the show is over. Well, God dang it, now it's 11.25. All right, give me three more, Miss Elias. Come on, Miss Elias. Is that 11.25? Come on, bro. Take me to, take me to okay. 12 real quick before we go. Your damn ass shouldn't listen to this That's show. That's 50. Kill your damn ass right now. That's 75. And don't play around with it. Do that seditiously, bitch. Oh, my God, that's 12. And on that note, it is time to go. Let's go, please. Bye. My goodness. Pray for Vanessa. Pray for You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.